0: Hi there, you're listening to the Paralegals on Fire podcast show, where you'll be getting tips and actionable strategies that you can use right now to fast track your paralegal career. I'm your host, Ann Pearson, former paralegal and paralegal manager who left big law in the concrete jungle to start my own company, the Paralegal Boot Camp, where we give online courses that help paralegals make more money, increase their job security, and cut out the learning curve. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. All right, listeners, this episode is going to inspire you. Whether you're a new paralegal struggling to break into the field or an experienced paralegal who thinks there's no such thing as a career ladder for a paralegal, I have a special guest today, someone I've known for several years, and I'm so excited that she agreed to be on this podcast and share her story with you. Kim Barrett is the Director of Paralegals and Legal Professionals at a global law firm, and her story is important for you to hear. Kim started her paralegal career as a part-time night receptionist at a law firm. I'll let her tell that part of the story, but I wanted to include that in the introduction because it's very important for some people to hear that right off the bat. If you've ever wondered whether or not you should take that receptionist or file clerk position just to get your foot in the door, you'll get that answer today. I'm not going to list out Kim's degrees and credentials like I normally would do as part of an introduction, because I think it's important for you to hear how and when she got those degrees, because otherwise you might think to yourself, sure, she's moved up to a director position because she has two master's degrees. Oh, no, she didn't get those until after she was already moving up. So Kim, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Anne. I'm happy to be here. Okay, so let's start at the beginning with a blanket statement of, tell me how you got started in the legal industry. I got started in the
1: legal industry because a friend of mine was working at a large law firm and knew the solo practitioner who was subleasing space from that law firm. He was looking for a secretary and I was looking for a job. I was working at a large corporation at the time and was not happy. I interviewed with him and was offered the job. It was a great experience because it was a very small firm with just three lawyers and two secretaries, and I was one of them. We had to do everything, so I learned a lot. Um, When he downsized, I was laid off and had to get back out on the job market, and that's pretty much how I got started in the legal industry. After I got back out on the job market my friend who was at that large law firm let me know that there was a receptionist role open at the at that one office in that large that global firm and so i applied it was a night receptionist role and i was offered the job it was a few hours monday through friday in the evening just to cover the night the phones at night and then after a few months a secretarial position opened up in the firm. And so I applied for the secretarial position and I was moved over to that role. And I happened to be working for someone who was helping to manage the paralegals in that office. And when I found out that there was a paralegal role open, I went to him and simply asked for it. Um, I was nervous. (laughs) I didn't know what he would say. I didn't know if he would give me a chance, but I had been working for him for almost a year and had proven that I was reliable and smart. And so when he started asking me questions about my level of experience, I was answering no to each of the questions he asked. It was sort of an impromptu interview right on the spot. And then I just stopped him and I said, listen, I've been working for you for almost a year. I can do this job. I think, you know, I can do, do this job. I just need a chance. Just give me 30 days. Just give me a chance to prove that I can get this work done. And he said, okay, he agreed. And then I went to all of the other paralegals and I said, oh my gosh, I don't know what I just got myself into, but I need your help. And they were gracious enough to help me learn some basic information about how to prepare pleadings and what discovery was and, you know, just some other basic knowledge about being a litigation paralegal. And um, that's how I got started. I moved up in the ranks of the paralegal ranks at the firm and then eventually went into management.
0: Okay. Wow. So let's back up to the receptionist position at that time when you went and asked while you went from receptionist to secretary, when you went and asked for that paralegal position, did you have a paralegal certificate or a college degree?
1: I had an associate's degree in paralegal studies at the time. I was still going to school at night, um, even while working full-time. So I had not finished my bachelor's degree yet, but I did have an associate's degree when I asked for the job. And I had no idea how I was going to balance Working as a paralegal, because as you and probably all of your listeners know, it's not a typical nine to five job. Um, I didn't know how I would balance that with raising two kids and going to school at night, but I figured it out. Um, it was tough. Um, there were a lot of sleepless nights, but I'm, I you know, I forged ahead.
0: Yeah, you did. <laughs> Well, so what advice would you have for someone listening who took a position to get their foot in the door like you did, maybe as a receptionist or some other role other than a paralegal position? Um, they really want the paralegal position, but they get their foot in the door with a receptionist position. What advice would you have to for them to actually get that paralegal position?
1: I would say to keep your eyes and ears open for opportunities. Um, you know, people... Come and go all the time. If you know there's growth happening, inquire about that growth. It can be a bit intimidating to approach your supervisor to tell him or her that you want a different role, but if you don't ask, the answer will always be no. You really have to advocate for yourself and let people know what you want. You also need to be willing to learn all aspects of the new role that you're interested in, not just the glamorous parts. You can't only want to go to trial. You have to be willing to. Do the trial prep, and that means working fourteen hours a day, six or seven days a week, probably for weeks at a time. Um, I would say, you know, talk to people and let people know what you're interested in. You'd be surprised the number of people who will help you and support you as you move forward in your career. Um but if you don't say anything, if you don't let people know what you're looking for, then it will never
0: happen. Yeah, I've got to say, I just love that. I just wrote that down, what you said, because it's so important. If you don't ask, the answer will always be no. That's yeah. That's great. All right. So when you transitioned then from a paralegal into your first role of a paralegal manager, so initially before you became a director, you were a paralegal manager. Um how did you transition to that paralegal manager role?
1: I asked for the opportunity again. um, There was an opening (laughs) and I went to the person who was involved in the hiring process and told him that I wanted to apply. Um, It was a grueling interview process because they wanted to make sure they had the right person. It, It took a couple of weeks to get through the countless number of interviews. I met with people from different practice areas and business units and I was eventually selected for the role. I do feel fortunate to have been chosen for the role um, because it could have been anyone else, but they, you know, trusted me to take on this role with very little management experience. Um, So I do feel fortunate about that. I think during the interview process, I think my explanation of understanding how the paralegal program could and should grow really helped put me at the top of the list. Before getting the role, I knew that I wanted to one day move into management. So I educated myself and read articles on what it took to manage and lead paralegals. I also thought about the kind of manager I would want as a paralegal. I thought about managers I've had in the past over the course of my own career and took pieces from each of them and described that as my goal for leading a paralegal department. Um, It seems to me that they also thought it was a good idea because They picked me to take on the management role.
0: Yeah. And I think when we talked before I hit the record button, you had to interview, you had somewhere, was it 20 or 30 interviews? 23 interviews. Wow. (laughs) So it's not like they just handed this role over to you and said, yeah, sure. You've worked here for a few years. We'll let you take that.
1: Yeah, no, no. It was a real interview process as if I was coming in from the outside, um, So I I do appreciate that because at this point, now that I'm on this side of the fence, I can see why they were so selective and why they put me and other candidates through the process.
0: So you mentioned something, and I totally agree. I I was the same way when I was a paralegal manager. I managed in the way that I would want to be treated as a paralegal working on someone else. And I think that was really critical. I think it's great when a paralegal can take that role instead of someone else. Do you think then that your paralegal experience, besides that, knowing, you know, what a paralegal does, do you think that your paralegal experience helped you in that first management role? Definitely.
1: I am able to relate firsthand to the experiences that the paralegals have because I've done the job. I know what the challenges are. I can empathize with them when they're dealing with a difficult supervisor. I can celebrate with them when they are a member of a team that just won a trial or closed a large deal. I know how common it is to work 12 hours on a Tuesday, but only have four hours of work on Wednesday. You know, that's not uncommon in this line of work because those that I lead now also know that I've done the job. They know I understand their frustrations and can also celebrate their victories. I've I've been there. I know what they're feeling. I know what they're thinking. I know what they have to do. So um, I think that it has absolutely helped me better relate to the people I'm leading. And it has helped them better relate to me because they know that I've experienced what they're going through
0: at this time. Yeah, absolutely. I I can tell you as a side note. So we have um, thousands of listeners and they're probably listening right now. And they listen to the answer to that question. They're saying, I want to go to work for her. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, all right. So I read your bio and I didn't, you know, do the introduction of it because, um, you know, your, your written bio, you have an MBA and yes a master's in paralegal studies. So not just a master in paralegal studies, but also an MBA. Did you have to have that MBA in order to move into a management role? No, I did not. In
1: fact, after I completed my master's in paralegal studies, I thought to myself that I was done with school, right? I had an advanced degree. I don't need to do any more schooling There was no sense in me going into a PhD program, not in this line of work. I didn't plan to teach at all. So I was done. Um, Working full time and going to school is hard. And I was finally finished. (laughs) I completed that master's degree and I figured, you know, at this point in my life, I can enjoy my evenings now without worrying about homework. But then after I moved into the management role, I realized I had no business knowledge and no business training. I needed to figure out how the business side of things worked at a law firm so I can better manage the department and not just the people. I happened to mention that to a friend of mine and, you know, also stated that my kids were both grown now and I didn't know what I would do with all the extra time on my hands. She suggested that I look into an executive MBA program and I didn't really know what that was because, again, I had no business training. She actually got the information for me. And after doing some research and taking that information and looking further into it, I realized that an MBA would be just what I needed to help me fill in gaps and would make me more valuable to the firm. So I enrolled and went back to school and it turned out to be one of the best decisions I've ever made.
0: Interesting. Okay. So it's not like anybody at the firm was saying, you know, we're going to give you this director position, but you really should have an MBA. No, no. No. They knew that I had the master's
1: in paralegal studies and that I had the experience as a paralegal, and that I could, you know, really relate to the paralegals under my charge. And I do work for very supportive supervisors um, who are more than willing to help educate me on the job with the things that I needed to learn. But I just thought that if I had a formal business education and Learned the lingo and learned the business side of, you know, how does this work? What's the difference between selling widgets and selling professional services and those kinds of things? And learned something outside of just what the job, what I would learn on the job and sort of help me fill in the gaps. I thought for me that would be more valuable and help me better understand what I needed to do. I didn't know how to strategize. I didn't know how to manage a budget. Um, and all of those things I learned during my MBA.
0: I love that. And uh, I can tell you every listener, if they've been listening since the beginning, when I first launched the podcast, will tell you that I say all the time, don't go get the CLE credit for just a certificate to stuff in a drawer, right? Do something that's going to help you do your job better and do it because you want to, not because somebody's telling you, you have to.
1: Right. Right. And because of that experience, I even told my younger son who is, he just graduated college last year and he's now going out into the business world. I say, you know, you really should get an MBA because it will definitely help you down the line.
0: Absolutely. I mean, even if they were to become an entrepreneur, you know, exactly. So if someone's listening today, say a paralegal with 10, 15, 20 years of experience, and they're thinking, That's the role I want, manager or director. What advice do you have for them to be able to transition from paralegal to director, other than obviously ask, right? (laughs) So I would suggest that someone do
1: some research and find out what it takes to be in management. Find out, look at different job descriptions that are always posted. You can check LinkedIn. You can check Indeed and other major job sites, they post management roles all the time. See what those roles are requesting that candidates have and see if you fit that bill. Look at articles. And if necessary, take classes to find out what it is that you need to learn to transition from actually practicing to now managing. Because it is a transition. It's not just seamless. And a lot of people, in my experience, and I speak to a lot of people at lots of different law firms in the legal industry, a lot of people will know how to do their job and they can do it very well, but they're not very good at management. They're not very good at mentorship. They're not very good at training. And that's where the difference is. You have to have patience to deal with people. It's easy to manage a case or deal because the paper doesn't talk back.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but people do when people have requests and they have feelings and they get frustrated and they need to vent and they have emergencies. So there's a lot more to management than just doing the job.
0: Exactly. It's it, just because you're a great paralegal doesn't mean Or transition necessarily into a great manager. Um, It helps, I think, Correct, but absolutely. So you've been in the legal profession in these several different roles throughout the last, how many years? Was it like 1999 when you started your career? Yes. Okay. So So 23, about 23 years. Yeah. yeah. So you've seen a lot of changes in that time. What kind of positive trends are you seeing in the paralegal profession right now?
1: I think paralegals are becoming more educated. They are specializing. They are moving up and doing more. Um, They are using more technology to make their jobs easier, um, if that's even possible. Um, Being a paralegal is not as easy as some people may think it is. It, It can be tough sometimes, but I think with the Advancement of technology and more people realizing the value that paralegals bring to cases and deals and the value that they bring to law firms in general makes it better for paralegals to enter this career path and enter the legal industry. There are plenty of law firms that have career paths for paralegals and you can really have a very rewarding and lucrative career As a paralegal without having to go to law school. And that's not a dig against lawyers because if you want to be a lawyer, then by all means, go on to law school and be a great lawyer. But you can be a very successful paralegal in this industry. There are so many different kinds of work and experiences you can have with a paralegal degree. And those skills are transferable to a lot of different industries. Um, because you do have to be nimble, you do have to be agile, you have to think on your feet, you have to think ahead and anticipate what your attorneys want and need, even before they do. You know, you can use those skills in a lot of different industries and a lot of different um, jobs, even if being a career paralegal is not what you decide later on. Um, So I think a lot of the, the positive changes come from, you know, just making a career out of it and not it being just a stepping stone.
0: I agree. So if you could pick only three traits, uh, I know there's lots of traits that make or skills that a paralegal needs to succeed. So I'm not saying that there's not 10 or 20, there's lots of them. But if you could only pick three of them, what would the top three be for you? The top three traits, I think one is having a
1: strong work ethic. Legal work ebbs and flows. There could be days where you have 10, 12, or more hours of work in one day. And the next day you work three or four hours. Sometimes you need to work late nights. Sometimes you need to work weekends. So I think a strong work ethic and a sense of responsibility is very important. I also think being able to anticipate what someone else needs is also very important because you need to stay a step ahead of the attorneys that you're supporting. A lot of times they don't, especially the more junior attorneys, they don't realize what they need. They don't know that, they don't know the, the intricacies that go into a project. Um, You know, putting a witness binder together is a lot more detailed than it sounds. And a lot of people don't realize that. So you have to be able to anticipate the needs. And I think one of the most important things which doesn't get a lot of attention is attention to detail. In the legal industry, having a comma in the wrong place or not having the wrong number in a legal site could be detrimental. Not paying attention to timing and not paying attention to the calendar and not reading an order from the court properly, not realizing that a hearing date has changed or a response date has changed could be detrimental to your case. So you really have to have very good attention to detail. I would list those three as my top three.
0: I agree. All right. So I know that you are super busy um, and I don't want to keep you. Too much longer, but I'd like to have an actionable strategy or two or three, however many, but at least one actionable strategy in each episode that someone listening could walk away from and say, I'm on it. I'm going to do it. And so, whether it's someone who's brand new to the industry trying to, um, you know, get into a paralegal position, or if it's someone who's experienced and maybe wants to transition into a manager role or something like that. Do you have any actionable strategies that you could share? I would
1: say, you know, talk to people. You have to connect with colleagues in the industry. Join an organization. Join your local paralegal organization and connect with people and speak to people. Ask questions. Um, Don't take no for an answer if this is really what you want to do. It may not be the right place at that time, but continue pushing forward. Continue to stay connected to your colleagues within the industry, not just at the firm that you're working at, but within the industry as a whole. Connect with people at other firms and learn what they're doing to make them successful. Um, Those are things that I've done. Those are things that I know other people have done. That I stay in touch with, even at this level, I stay in touch with other directors and managers at other firms, and you know we're always learning from each other. We always exchange information with each other. We some well even before the pandemic we had in-person meetings every couple of months. Um, we've been doing that on Zoom recently, just to stay informed and make sure that we don't get stuck into our own silos within our own firms. Um, So, you know, the legal industry is a big industry, but it's also sort of a small world. Everyone knows everyone else or everyone has heard of everyone else, especially when you're talking about big law. Um, The global law firms all sort of operate with the same kind of mindset. You know, you have multiple offices across the, the world and you have people in each of those regions that you can reach out to to get information from. So, I would say, you know, if you're going to do anything, is to talk to people and ask questions and continue to educate yourself. There are tons of great articles out there that can really help you learn and move forward and
0: stay on top of changing trends. I like that. I will, I'm going to end the episode because I wrote it down on that piece of paper with that quote in case somebody did a skip you know through some of it um i've got to say this quote again i'm going to put it in the show notes it's going to be all over if you don't <laughs> if you don't ask the answer will always be no that's a great quote kim i want to thank you so much for taking your time today out of your busy schedule and offering your advice to the paralegals listening today it's been a pleasure thank you for inviting me
1: I had a great time speaking with you. And if any of your listeners have any questions, I'm happy to speak with them.
0: Thank you so much. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today share the knowledge, and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.